Welcome to the revolution. Hello and welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams and thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it very much. All right, we're going to jump into it today. We have some pretty wild stories right out the gate. So Putin just accused the West, insinuating NATO and the United States, obviously, of Satanism and announces annexations in a terrifying speech. We're also going to discuss that Trump is now suing CNN in what is a $475 million lawsuit for defamation. We are also going to discuss the Supreme Court potentially looking to strike down a challenge, well, not striking down, but potentially striking down censorship as a challenge to big tech section 230 liability protections, which is a very interesting case for them to take on, especially with how on fire our Supreme Court has been recently. And then we're also going to discuss Vladimir Putin um, being called out by Pope Francis, um, calling them out and asking them to end the Ukraine war. Call it. It's all done. The Pope has spoken, <laughs> especially interesting timing based on the fact that he called them Satanists. Uh, so we will discuss that a couple other things, but those are the major ones. Again, thank you so much for listening. I need you to do a couple things real quick. If you listen already, you know what I'm going to say. I need you to hit that subscribe button. If you did it already, I appreciate you. If you've done it before, I appreciate you. If you're about to do it now, which I know you're about to, I can see it. I can feel it in my soul. Your finger is just buzzing and you're about to just scroll right on over, tap that little phone that you tap millions of times a day. Only this one will have meaning. It'll mean something to me. It'll mean something to you because we will further our relationship today at this very moment as you tap that button and I know you're just about to tap it right now oh my gosh thank you and if you didn't do it shame on you but not shame on you because you're going to do it anyways right now okay I'm done five-star review if you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube and join the Substack redpillrevolution.substack.com or you can head over to redpillrevolution.co.com is for losers you know the drill. Head over to the website and sign up directly there. You're going to get all the articles, all of the uh, conversations, all of the YouTube clips, all of the social media, all of it, the whole deal. Go ahead and sign up for the Substack. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just go ahead and sign up. All right. That's what I got. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So without further ado, number episode number, I guess I've been saying the wrong episode for about four episodes. <laughs> I looked at Apple Podcasts and apparently this is episode number 46. So excuse my last few numbers. I was wrong. Apparently I'm not very good at math. But anyways, welcome to episode number 46 of the Red Pill Revolution podcast. Welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams. Red Pill Revolution started out with me realizing everything that I knew, everything that I believed, everything I interpret about my life is through the lens of the information I was spoon-fed as a child. Religion, politics, history, conspiracies, Hollywood, medicine, money, food, all of it. Everything we know was tactfully written to influence your decisions and your view on reality by those in power. Now, I'm on a mission. A mission to retrain and re-educate myself to find the true reality of what is behind that curtain and I'm taking your ass with me. Welcome to the revolution.
All right, let's go ahead and jump into it. Vladimir Putin accuses the West of Satanism and announces his annexations in a terrifying speech. This is wild, okay? It says, minutes after the speech concluded, Ukraine announced it would formally submit an application to join NATO. Let's go ahead and read this article. This article is coming from vice.com, so you know it must be 100% completely non-biased and accurate. <laughs> <laughs> says Russian President Vladimir Putin delivered a speech at the Kremlin today where he announced the annexation of portions of Ukraine, uh, Donetsk, Kherson, Zaporizhia, and Luhansk. In a speech, he accused the West of being Satanist and said that Russia wants to lead an anti-colonial movement to smash the West. He then formally announced the annexation of territory that Russia invaded and took by force. After the speech was over, the Associated Press recorded, reported that Ukraine had officially applied for membership to NATO. U.S. President Biden called on the annexation uh, as illegitimate, promised to continue to support Ukraine, and announced his new sanctions on Russia. It's If you have not been following this, Vladimir Putin literally has been threatening nuclear war against the West for the past two to three weeks now, and nobody seems to be taking this seriously at all. It's so puzzling to me. We It's been since the Cold War of the 80s, you know, 40 years almost since we've had any threat of nuclear war against the United States of America, and nobody's taking this seriously. You go look at all of the articles, even the articles on Vice, what I'm reading right now, everything about it says, like, you know, Vladimir Putin's television stations keep threatening everybody with nukes and nobody like it's it's some really a circus show is the name of this um why russia's state tv keeps threatening to nuke everything now to be fair that was from 510 of 22 so a fair amount of months between now and then but if he was threatening that four months ago why are we not concerned of, about that today, right? You, you listen to the um, White House press secretary, you listen to Joe Biden himself, you listen to uh, the weird little scrawny uh, Halloween, um, nightmare on Halloween town or <laughs> nightmare on Halloween looking guy. Uh, I forget his name, but he he's like the, um, I'll, I'll have to look up who he is, but he said something basically along those, we are, you know, the only the only conversation that's going on about this right now is that they're going to continue supporting Ukraine. They're going, we're going to nuke you if you keep throwing them weapons that are causing destruction against our country. And our government is going, ha, do it. That's all they're saying. They're not trying to de-escalate tensions. They're not trying to do anything at all to save the lives of my family and yours. They're specifically just taunting them, saying, no, you won't. Uh, I don't know if you guys forgot this, but it literally just takes one erratic president or leader of a country to just tap a button and it's all over. It's all over. Look at Hiroshima. Look at the Nagasaki. Look at all of the, the damage that happened as a result of what we in the United States did to another country obliterated. Literally black smoldering shadows on the ground. If you've ever seen those pictures, they're spine chilling. There's like these shadows of children shown in pictures uh, where basically as soon as Hiroshima hit, they just were obliterated and, and all that was left was their ash just scorched into the cement. And meanwhile, while we're getting all of these verbal threats for nuclear war, nobody publicly at least is seeming to take this seriously at all. 
Now, this is even more interesting because I, I guess within the last two, you know, day or so, let me go ahead and pull this uh, screenshot that I had up from my phone, um, which is makes this even more concerning. This was from today. Um, it says NATO issues an alert to member nations after Russian submarine carrying doomsday weapons has gone missing from Arctic base. You heard that right. NATO issues an alert to member nations after Russian submarine carrying doomsday weapons, meaning nukes, goes missing from Arctic base. Now, this article, which is a, a post from Real News No Bullshit, one of my favorite places to get my news from, NATO has warned members of, that a highly sophisticated Russian nuclear-powered submarine able to carry doomsday weapons is no longer operating out of its base in the Arctic, raising speculation that Russia could have moved the vessel near Ukraine or to an undisclosed area for a test. NATO officials say that Russia... Um, the Russian submarine is no longer operating out of its White Sea base, where it has been active since July. They add that Russia may have been planning a test called uh, to test a Poseidon weapon system, which is a drone capable of carrying a nuclear bomb. The Poseidon system can be deployed from the submarine and de detonated at a depth of a half mile. Russian state media has claimed the weapon system can create a 1,600-foot wave that has been dubbed a radioactive tsunami. Oh, my God. I haven't read this article yet. Why is nobody talking about this? Literally, go scroll the damn news right now, and nobody's talking about the fact that Russians submarine, which they have threatened to cause a nuclear tsunami with from underneath the water against their enemies is missing. Nobody's talking about this. Not a single conversation that I've heard besides real news, no bullshit. It's not on Vice. It's not on The Hill. It's not on Fox. It's not on CNN. It's nowhere. They want to keep all of this conversation to a minimum, which tells you that they don't think they're bluffing. If they thought they were bluffing, they would not be screaming from the mountaintops the way that they are. They wouldn't be minimizing this stuff on the social media channels, right? I mean, screaming from the mountaintops about how they're not going to do anything, right, to the general public. They're not. They're obviously not saying that to the soldiers. They're not saying that to the military. They're saying that to you and I because they want to make you naive to what's really going on here. And this is horrifying. Strategic intelligence expert Rebecca Koffler reacted to the news saying that while Russia has had major setbacks in Ukraine, the world should not underestimate Russian submarine and nuclear capabilities. She added that they have, there have been times when Russian nuclear-powered attack submarines armed with long-range cruise missiles undete went undetected for weeks close to U.S. shores. Ooh, man. This, I don't know. I... This is the closest that we've ever been to nuclear war in at least four decades. And they're downplaying the hell out of it. Nobody, nobody on mainstream media is talking about these things. And that one right there is terrifying. Terrifying. So let's go back to this here. We're, we're, we're Putin's calling us or calling our government Satanists. And if you know the history of, you know, this podcast and you've listened to a fair amount of the episodes that we've discussed these things, that's not too far off. 
it's really not. When you look at the Bohemian Grove situation, you look at the, you know, the the references to Malak in Hillary Clinton's emails, you look at all of these things that show that the, uh, you know, elitists of our country, the the you know, the Illuminati Illuminati symbolism that is used, you know, and if you go watch, actually look at these things cuz I, you know, don't don't take my word for it, but actually go look into it because it's pretty wild once you see that the see the the, the way they shake hands and the the specific um photos that they have where they're like looking through the eye of Horus and like all of these really interesting sim like symbols that are used to to kind of speak this language that you and I aren't privy to that has been associated with our politics right and and then that gets really deep you can go back to you know some of the other podcasts that we've talked about that but it's a real thing okay um go do your own research on it and i'm sure i will do an episode on it again in the future and this almost sparks my interest again because uh yeah he, he's not too far off all right it says that putin's speech on the annexation of the territories is the accumulation of war um, which that began in 2014 when Kremlin-backed forces seized Crimea and pieces of eastern Ukraine. I want the Kiev authorities and their real masters in the West to hear me so that they remember this. People living in Luhansk and Donetsk, Kyrgyzstan and Zaporizhia are becoming our citizens forever, Putin said. He also went on to say that we call the Kiev regime to immediately end hostilities, end the war that they unleashed back in 2014, and return to the negotiating table. We are ready for this, but we will not discuss the choice of the people in Donetsk, Luhansk, Zaporizhia, and Kyrgyzstan. That has been made. Russia will not betray them. In a 2005 speech, Putin told the world that the collapse of the Soviet Union was the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the century. It was a theme he returned to in his speech announcing the annexation of the territories seized from Ukraine. As once before, after the revolution, the borders of the Union republics were carved up from behind the scenes, he said. So that the last leaders of the Soviet Union, contrary to the direct expression of the will of the majority of the people in the referendum of 1991, destroyed our great nation, confronting the people with a fate accompli. Not sure what that means. I admit that they do, did not fully understand what they were doing and what consequences this would inevitably lead to in the end. But this is no longer important. There is no Soviet Union. The past cannot be brought back. And Russia today does not need it anymore. We are not striving for this. Putin's speech was ostensibly about the annexation of the territory into Russia, but he kept returning to the West. Yeah, because the war is not against Ukraine. It's against NATO and the U.S., we know that. We've every speech he's ever given indicates that this is a proxy war with Ukraine against NATO and the United States. It's not about Ukraine. Ukraine is just the the is just the arm of the NATO and UN that's being, you know, funded to fight this war because they don't want a world war. It goes on to say that he blamed Anglo-Saxons for the destruction of the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines without blaming a specific country. Sanctions were not enough for the Anglo-Saxons. They moved on to sabotage, he said during the Reuters translation. It is hard to believe, but it is a fact that they organized the blast of the Nord Stream international gas pipelines, which run, around, which run along the bottom of the Baltic Sea. In fact, they began to destroy the pan-European energy infrastructure. It is clear to everyone who benefits from this. Of course, he who benefits did it, Putin said. Putin also made a veiled joke about how sex change operations during his speech, according to Financial Times, Moscow Bureau Chief Max Seddon, he accused the West of outright Satanism. 
Putin said that he wants to lead an anti-colonial movement. So he basically, when and they don't actually um, call him out for you know they don't they don't quote him on that. But he called that he said that they were doing gender surgeries on children, which is absolutely accurate. Nothing he is saying here is that wild. Yes, there are people within high political positions and celebrities who practice Satanism. Yes, we as the Western culture and society and leader of Western culture are doing gender reassignment surgeries, basically castrating our children in the name of wokeism. Nothing is wrong here. There is not any mixing of words. He's not saying anything that's off at all. Which is even more terrifying when you know he's about to nuke us for it. So he said the speech included one reference to nuclear weapons. Typical for Putin's recent public statements. Oh, typical Putin threatening us with nukes. Ha 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 ha. Vice news. This, like, what? how is that typical. Oh, typical. Like down literally that word typical just downplays the idea of a nuclear attack on your families, murdering all of us over their his belief of their, you know, satanic and child re uh, uh, regendering surgeries and more so obviously the fight that's happening in Ukraine. So he's just calling us out for our culture while simultaneously obviously the wars over Ukraine and NATO, right? If you don't know the backstory, let's just touch on it. Putin didn't want Ukraine becoming a part of NATO because then NATO has the ability to attack the Russia from a very, 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 very close proximity. Just in the same way that if Mexico was taken over by Russia and now there's nukes on our border and at any time they could press a single button and in the split second, we're all dead. Right, it just gives access to, to to begin to encroach on our territory, which is what Ukraine was, which only became a thing in 2014 after Obama administration basically overthrew the government in a coup. Okay, there's your backstory. That's what this is about. Goes on to say. During several speeches in February after the invasion, he made direct nuclear threats and put Russia's nuclear forces on high alert. In a speech announcing the partial mobilization of the Russian people on September 21st, Putin accused NATO of using nuclear blackmail and said he would not hesitate to use his own nukes. To those who allow themselves to make such statements about Russia, I would like to remind you that our country also has various means of destruction and for some components more modern than those of NATO countries. He said in September, and if the territorial integrity of our country is threatened, we will certainly use all means at our disposal to protect Russia and our people. This is not a bluff. That's the words of the president of the country that our country is currently in a proxy war with. It says, with the referendum, Putin has expanded the territory which he has threatened to protect with nuclear weapons. He used the threat of nuclear war to do it. But he it was quick in his speech today to point to America. The U.S. is the only country in history who has ever used nuclear weapons. True. Creating a precedent, by the way, he said. The speech ended with Putin and four Moscow-backed leaders of the territory Russia forcibly seized, holding hands and chanting, Russia, Russia. Minutes after the speech concluded, Ukrainian President Zelensky released a video where he announced Ukraine would be applying for membership to NATO, further poking the bear, further poking the bear, right? If you don't think that's a, you know, uh, a response to show that, you know, th this is getting so, like, this is pretty scary stuff, guys. 
Like if you haven't been paying attention to this, attention to this, if you have not been concerned about this, you really probably didn't need to, but this is getting, I mean, I'm this, it's hard to even try to wrap your head around and be concerned. We are in a, we are in a cold war with Russia now, today, right now. These words that are happening is exactly what was happening during the cold war. They have their fingers over the button saying, you won't do it. And if you do do it, I'll do it too. That's exact. We are in a cold war with Russia, the United States is, while also, which wasn't a part of what was going on before, in a proxy war with them already. Terrifying. So on the backs of Putin calling the West Satanist, let's go ahead and talk about how Pope Francis calls on Russia. <laughs> Russia Pope Francis calls on Russian President Vladimir Putin to end the war in Ukraine. Pope Francis has called on him to stop the war, adding that he is haunted by rivers of blood and tears. In a statement, Pope Francis said, my appeal goes above all the presidents of the Russian Federation, begging for him to stop the spiral of violence and death. Even out of love for his own people, I strongly deplore the grave situation that he has created in the last few days with more actions that are contrary to the principles of international law. On the other side, pained by the enormous suffering of the Ukrainian people following the aggression it suffered. I addressed an equally hopeful appeal to the president of Ukraine to be open to a serious peace proposal. Pope Francis also condemned the annexation of the four regions, saying that it has risked serious escalation of a nuclear war. You know, the guy who allegedly is the closest direction, you know, the closest conversation to God <laughs> is telling us, yeah, we're pretty close to war you know, according to the Catholic religion. It says that the, the Pope's call to end the war is the first time he has directed his message to Vladimir Putin. Earlier this year, he spoke to the Russian holy figure, Patriarch Kirill. Interesting. So this is getting wild. We're even, you know, at a point now where it's being, you know, Satanist versus, you know, whatever the general religion of Russia is. I assume it's some form of Christianity, um, which is kind of stupid that I don't know that. What is it? I'm going to assume it is, right? Maybe I'm just dumb. Let's look it up. Because if you're curious, I would assume, right? It says that, yeah, I'm right. Not as dumb as I thought. Religion in Russia is diverse with Christianity, especially with Russian Orthodoxy. I know that when you get to like the, um, there's a lot of like Muslim faith when it comes to different regions surrounding there um like uh let's see yeah looks like that's that's the primary religion um russian orthodox muslim is 10 to 15 percent so christianity uh yeah christian christian orthodox christianity islam 15 percent muslim 11 percent yeah interesting okay let's move on so that's where we're at with that. Quite terrifying. And on the backs of that, let's go back to our country where it says that Donald Trump is suing CNN for $475 million for defamation. You heard that right. Almost a half a billion dollars where Trump is suing CNN for defamation. This could put the nail in the coffin for CNN after you know how CNN Plus went. Uh, but let's go ahead and read this article. This is coming from The Hill and it says former President Trump has sued CNN in federal court in Florida 
for defamation. In the lawsuit filed Monday, Trump's attorneys claim that CNN has sought to use its massive influence purportedly as a trusted news source to defame the plaintiff in the minds of its viewers and read readers for the purpose of defeating him politically, culminating in CNN claiming credit for getting Trump out of office in the 2020 presidential election, which was actually caught on tape by Project Veritas in one of their sneaky little uh, bumble slash, uh, you know, dating app escapades as well. I bet you that's, I don't know how they do it at Project Veritas, but I bet you that's it. Um, it's all just like, you know, catfishing a bunch of, you know, sad political opponents. It goes on to say that the former president is seeking out $475 million in punitive damages, according to the lawsuit. Trump announced his intent to sue the network earlier this summer, saying in a statement he would also be commencing actions against other media outlets who have defamed him and defrauded the public regarding the overwhelming evidence of fraud throughout the 2020 election. The former president's attorney alleged that in the filing of CNN has undertaken a smear campaign to malign the plaintiff with a barrage of negative associations and innuendos, broadcasting commentary that he is like a cult leader, a Russian lackey, a dog whistler to white supremacists, and a racist sounds a lot like defamation to me. It also cited anchors, personalities, and pundits from CNN using the term big lie to refer to Trump's repeated false statements about the 2020 repeated false statements about the 2020 election and voter fraud as evidence of the outlet attempting to associate him with Adolf Hitler. And in order to approve defamation, public officials and other public figures must prove journalists acted with actual malice or reckless disregard for the truth in the reporting. Yeah, this should be an easy one a high legal bar to clear given First Amendment protections granted to the free press under the Constitution. The New York Times, for example, has not lost a defamation case in more than 50 years. Yeah, but they're not going up against the former president and multi-billionaire. CNN is a fraudulent foil of Trump, this says, or is a frequent foil of Trump, his followers and allies, as well as conservatives more generally. In 2020, the network settled a $275 million lawsuit brought by a high school student in Kentucky who was at the center of a viral video controversy and became a lightning rod for critics on the mainstream media. You know, going back to, I'm pretty sure what they're discussing is the kid who was in, um, you know, get, getting yelled at by some, uh, what do you, you know, some Native American tribes people while he was like banging on a drum but really they like changed it to make him look bad when the actual evidence showed contrary that it was the the native american guy who was being a jerk if i recall correctly it goes on to say that the latest lawsuit from the former president comes amid big changes at cnn which was recently sold to media conglomerate discovery hmm cnn's new president chris licked is that his name licked liked licked I'm going to go with licked because that sounds sillier, has made several changes to the network's programming and personnel, scrapping its Sunday show focused on media affairs and telling staff of the network he would like to see a renewed commitment to journalism over punditry and speculation. Licked reported reportedly told network anchors in a meeting earlier this year that the sh they should rein in the use of the phrase the big lie while referring to Trump's election claims, worrying that it was too partisan. Yeah, think... The network declined to comment on Trump's lawsuit Monday. Wow. $475 million that Donald Trump is going after them for. That would be wild. And what a string of events to start off the ownership by discovery. Um, but good. Good. This should absolutely happen. If you're in the press and you are intentionally defrauding and using lies and defaming a president of the sitting president of the United States, 
the entire time with just literally just made up bullshit. Almost everything that they said about him was a lie. The Russiagate lie. Everything about Russia that you've ever heard related to Trump was a lie. Every part of it. Every part of it. The 2020 election having some merit to the idea that there was stolen ballots and election fraud is true. True. You go back and look at the, you know, 2000, or was it, uh, however many, I think it was 2000 mules or something like that. 2000 people is all it took to steal that election, right? If you understand how the election actually works, it doesn't take millions of millions of votes, right? And if you just look at President Biden right now, and you think that's the man, that's the man who got more votes than any president in history. That's the guy, not Barack Obama, the statesman, the, you know, well, uh, you know, established man who can actually formulate a sentence properly. Not that one, not Donald Trump, the, you know, political personality of the century, <laughs> wild and, you know, aggressive and sometimes abrasive to all the right people. Uh, go back to Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> um, not him, but President Biden, the one who's, you know, falls asleep, can't finish a sentence um, and, you know, likes to sniff children's heads in public alongside being written down in his child's diary as taking inappropriate showers with her through her younger, older ages. By the way, we talked about it last time I was drinking Basil Hayden. This time I'm drinking a San Pellegrino. It makes me feel fancy. Um, participating in Sober October, not because I'm a drunk or because I like doing drugs, um, just mostly because I think it's an interesting, uh, mostly because it's an interesting um it's just like personal growth, right? I, th I think it's just putting attention on something and just, you know, showing yourself that you can do it. If I wanted to not have a whiskey once a week, twice a week, maybe three times a week when I'm feeling frisky, um, then it doesn't bother me at all. doesn't bother me one bit. Don't care. And uh, sometimes it's good to reset the old clock and, uh, you know, kind of nice getting back to, uh, you know, one thing that I will announce is that I am actually currently actively writing a book. Um, that I think will be really interesting and I'm excited to share more news about as time goes on and I start to get further into it. Uh, but I think it's a really important book. Um, I think it's going to be a really powerful book that a lot of people are thirsty for and they really don't even know it yet. It kind of brings a, together a lot of the topics that we're talking about from the perspective of the next generation, um, children, and uh, where our culture is going if we don't look to correct these things aggressively that are going on. Um, so keep an ear out for that. I'm really excited for that. I have uh, kind of my chapters laid out. I have a few of the chapters written and started. Um, but what I'm going to start doing is bringing on some more guests to the podcast who are actually going to be contributing to my research on this each individual topic that I'm discussing here. So you'll start to see it kind of play out in front of you. And then um, I'd be really interested to see how many of you are actually interested in uh, purchasing. I think it'll be a really great book. I think it'll be really powerful. Like I said, I, I know that I, um, it's something that I'm really thirsty to research and really thirsty um, or really excited more so to talk about these things and make an impact in the lives of, you know, parents, children, our culture in general. And uh, yeah, so keep an ear out for that. Really excited to, to get into that. Um, gotten into a really good groove. And instead of doing like, you know, all the other, you know, big podcaster people doing sober October are doing the big, uh, you know, workout challenges and, you know, 500 calories a day with Joe Rogan and, and those guys. Um, you know, what I'm doing is I'm writing every day. I'm waking up at five, five thirty in the morning as I, you know, 
regretfully am recording this podcast at 11.30 at night. <laughs> so uh, do me a favor and keep an ear out for that. I'm really, really excited to um, to really dive into that on top of everything else that I'm doing. So um, yeah. Oh, and on the backs of that, you know, let's talk about it real quick. Go head over to redpillrevolution.co, sign up for the Substack. Um, you'll get an email with everything, all the links, all the articles, everything that we discuss here today directly to your inbox, along with the full video podcast, all of it. So go sign up for that if you didn't already. If you are there already, I appreciate you. Um, and then the next thing is to go over to redpillrevolution.co. You'll see a list of the states that you can sign up for life insurance for. Okay. Now, if Vladimir Putin does murk us all, if he just murders us, obliterates us all with nukes, maybe not all of us, because you need a beneficiary. <laughs> but if you die and you want to leave somebody money from Putin's, you know, nukes, maybe put a secondary or third uh, beneficiary that's in a different country. Um, but if that happens, or if anything else happens, like life, you know, this has been a, you know, a pretty dark season in my life with lots of uh, loved ones and family members that, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a tough season. And I've seen the effects um, that those things can bring financial hardship, uh, difficulties far beyond financial hardship, but just to take away that difficulty for your family in a time that is the worst moment that they'll ever experience in their entire life, just take it off their plate. I pay like 60 bucks a month was what I was quoted for a $2 million policy. That's what I have on myself for my family. If I die right now, they're going to be rich, son. Yeah, they'll be pretty sad. I would assume they'll be very sad, but they'll be very sad and also rich, which is better than just being very sad. So <laughs> head over to redpillrevolution.co, click the menu button, and it will take you to a, um, a third-party website, but not a third-party company. It is under my license directly. I am a licensed life insurance and health insurance uh, advisor in a previous life. Um, so I kept those licenses to be able to help you guys head over there right now, put in your information, see what it takes. I recommend a 15 year policy at 15 times your annual salary. Okay. Now that's all I got for you. If you haven't already leave a five-star review with me in the world. If you can't do any of that other stuff, if you don't need life insurance, you already got some, but I bet I can beat it. But anyways, if you don't need any of that stuff, you don't want to sign up for the Substack, or you're already there. You don't need life insurance. Go ahead on your phone right now. It would mean just as much to me. Go ahead and click the button. Leave a five-star review. It would mean the world. Write a little something. I've seen some more recent ones in there. In fact, I will read a couple for you right now so that you know when you post one right now, maybe I will read yours next episode. Um, but the most recent one was very, very um, nice of somebody. And this was posted on Wednesday by Anna Ara, A-R-A-G-7-4, which says, of course, especially nowadays, there are going to be ridiculous critics who hold nonsensical views that will take jobs against this podcast. I'm assuming they meant jabs. Jobs. I don't have many, very many jobs for you right now. <laughs> take jabs against this podcast for being real, truthful, honest, and not afraid to talk about the reality of the issues we are facing today. Regardless of that nonsense, this show continues to bring it. I love your content. I love your work. And I love the fact that you bring the truth regardless of whatever misguided nonsense that you have to face from virtue signaling leftists. Keep up the great work. A-R-A-R-A-G-7-4. I appreciate you. That means the world to me. Um, Honestly, like this is... Not an easy position to be in, in today's world when, you know, the only way to grow is through social media and the only place they're really going to really beat you with the censorship stick is social media. So it's been really difficult to, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty 
pretty seamless and, and easy to get this off the ground, um, but it's been a consistent grind to continue growing. So um, that means the world. And even if I didn't grow another user today, just the fact that you guys are all listening to this right now um, means the world to me. So thank you so much. Um, I really do appreciate it. Leave a five-star review for me and maybe next week I will read yours and call you out here. So um, love you guys. I appreciate you, honestly. So let's move on to our next topic here, which is going to be the Supreme Court to hear a challenge to big tech's Section 230 liability protections, which entails on the backs of that censorship. Okay, so the Supreme Court is going to hear a challenge to Section 230, which is the law that allows them to be, um, which allows them not to have possible repercussions for hosting content like terrorist content as it shows up here. But let's go ahead and discuss this and talk about how it comes back to real everyday censorship like with stuff like you and me. So this says that the Supreme Court on Monday agreed to hear two cases this term on whether social media companies can be held financially responsible for hosting terrorist content. The family of Nohimi Gonzalez, a 23-year-old U.S. citizen killed during a 2015 series of Islamic State terror attacks in Paris, sued YouTube's parent company, Google, arguing the video sharing site not only provided a platform for videos containing terrorist content, but also recommended the videos to users. The family alleges that the YouTube algorithms allowed hundreds of radicalizing videos inciting violence and recruiting potential supporters to be targeted to users of the platform. Section 203 of the Communications Decency Act says companies like YouTube, Google, and Twitter are generally shielded from liability for information uploaded by their users, but the case Gonzalez versus Google asks whether it should be applied to when tech companies make targeted recommendations. A judge dismissed the case and the family appealed to the Supreme Court. The second case the Supreme Court agreed to hear, Twitter versus Tamena, involves a 2017 death of Jordanian citizen during an ISIS-affiliated attack on Istanbul. Alasaf's family sued social media giants Twitter, Google, and Facebook, arguing that the companies did not take enough action to control terrorist content on their sites. A lower court allowed the case to move forward, but Twitter argued that the earlier decision improperly expanded the scope of the Anti-Terrorism Act and warrants review from the Supreme Court. Both cases could have significant implications for online speech and the role of tech companies in controlling what users share through their platforms. Now, it sounds like that could have an effect potentially in the other way, right? If the recommendations of content are in some way curated or allowed to be targeted in one specific way or another. Um, But I do find it, uh, you know, the the, the whole idea of Section 230 is giving them immunity from having, you know, target of, of being sued for the content that they host right, which could lead them potentially to not make targeted recommendations and to allow it to be a general algorithm, which would take away the censorship that is currently actively happening today. If you didn't know this, Donald Trump is not allowed on Twitter. You know who is? Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda's on Twitter. ISIS on Twitter. Today, still a thing, still on there as we speak. They're able to be there. Now, that might change with everything that's going on here, um, but it'll be really interesting to see because, like I said, the Supreme Court is on fire doing the right thing lately. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. Um, I, for one, am so fed up with the censorship that is happening. Almost every turn, I've started to get a little bit of my platform back through Instagram, um, but it's just been a f- unbelievably frustrating 
difficult thing to navigate. And if censorship went away tomorrow, I would be the happiest boy in all of the land. <laughs> I would frolic through social media. I would skip and dance as all of my videos went viral, just like they did at the very beginning of me starting this before I got smacked in the face with the Instagram ban hammer and censorship hammer um, and shadow ban hammer multiple, multiple, multiple times, which has stifled this unbelievably, but we grind on and we still grow. So love you guys. Thank you for sharing this. That is one of the only ways that we can get the word out on this is just talking to people. Let them know about this podcast. Let them know that the, you know, just like ROG 47 or whatever the number was, we're out here slinging the truth, right? We're slinging the truth. And the only way you can get it on it is by subscribing to the podcast is by getting on our social media channels at red pill revolt. Um, and if you can't find that red pill revolt, look for the one with two T's. That's our backup. Um, but I post different content on there. So make sure that you, uh, you know, get to both of them. Um, but find us on truth social, join the Substack, all of it, go to the website. You can get to everything right from there. Redpillrevolution.co. I spent hours on that website. So appreciate it. Get there. See my lovely face drinking whiskey, which I can't do for another 20, 29, 20, 28 days. That's a win. 28 days and 23 minutes now. Um, I will be having a beautiful whiskey with all of you. Um, but anyways, again, hopefully the censorship goes away. Um, it's been quite irritating to see, you know, and, and even crazier to see what our, uh, you know, what our politicians are able to say and what we're not allowed to say is just wild because, you know, there's literally never been any censorship towards the right things, towards, you know, uh, Biden saying there's going to be a winter of illness and death towards saying that the vaccine actually allows you to be immune from getting COVID to say that cloth masks work. All of this stuff that was actual misinformation or just as I like to call it wrong shit. None of that's been flagged. It's only flagged when you and I do it about the actual truth, because it's not about censoring things that are wrong. It's about censoring things that threaten the agenda of the elites, that threaten the agenda of our politicians, that threaten the profitability of these corporations. That's what censorship's about. It's not about you and I posting a meme about Hunter Biden that is wrong. Because they're probably all right to begin with. He's done some wild shit. But it's not about that. It's about stifling the conversations and stifling the spreading of real things that may cause dissent against the government's position. That's what it's about. All right. And to speak about how silly their position is, let's finish off with this video of Kamala Harris saying that she's going to allocate more funds to minority communities for Hurricane Ian than she is to white communities. Let's listen to this because on this week's episode, of is it racist? Kamala Harris says she's not going to save white people from Hurricane Ian. That might be a little bit of an exaggeration, <laughs> but basically that's what it sounds like. I just picture Kamala Harris on a boat going to save these people um, and then leaving all the white people on the island by themselves in Florida, which, you know. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and Hi, so women. we 
Absolutely. And, and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. Yeah, clap for racism, everybody. Clap for racism. Way to go, Kamala. Sometimes we want equality, and sometimes we want to leave white people on an island to die during a hurricane because they deserve it, and they caused the hurricanes, according to Kamala Harris. How wild of a statement. Could you imagine if they actually followed through on that? Like, obviously, she's just spewing bullshit to get those seven people in the audience clapping, but if they actually followed through on this, and there was a boat going across Florida with a sign on it that says blacks only <laughs> what? Latinos only boat. And then they just left all the white people to die and drowned in their homes because of the color of their skin. Like they chose that color of skin when they were born. This is literally the definition of racism. How is it not? Tell me it's not. It's crazy. It's unbelievable that this racist woman can sit on a stage as the second most powerful person in the world and spew garbage about how white people deserve to die in a hurricane, basically, because they caused the hurricane is like, you know, we have to recognize that there's certain things given at birth and, you know, they, they are the outcome, you know, like what, what you literally just said, you're going to let a certain race go unhelped because of the color of their skin. Imagine if that was reversed. Imagine if Donald Trump, let's make it real insightful, said that, you know, we're going to allocate funds specifically to white communities to help save them from the after effects of, of Hurricane Ian. You know, we're going to we're going to save the, the whites and not the blacks because, you know, equity, equality, skin color, racism, everybody ever would have screamed at the top of their lungs on the streets at every news station there was. It's so crazy. And that is what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope if you're in Florida and you are white, I hope somebody comes to save you. <laughs> uh, and head over to the website, redpillrevolution.co. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, morning, evening, whatever it is. And welcome to the revolution. Thank you.